Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Playing Hooky Bow Fishing Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Cody. Really quick before we get into this episode, just want to remind everybody, if you're listening to this podcast and you think it's okay, go ahead and go on over to wherever you're listening at and give it a rating and review. Uh, it's, uh, it's a huge help for the podcast and it can help to get us to do more cool things on here. The higher the rating, the more legit the podcast and the more access we have to cool stuff. Next up, wherever you listen, whether that be iTunes or Spotify or Google or anywhere else, uh, go ahead and click that subscribe or that follow button. Uh, that way you'll get notified anytime we drop a new episode. A lot of you are listening because you see the posts on Facebook. And we all know that things can get censored on Facebook, especially uh, bow fishing things because there's blood and weapons and stuff like that. So uh, just so you don't miss anything, uh, don't don't just go by Facebook. Uh, get on there and uh, subscribe or follow. So with that, let's dive into this episode. On today's episode, I this might be the, the most exciting episode for me. Um, I'm so excited to have Mallory Potter and Nina Rogers on talking about women in bow fishing. Now, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a little bit, uh, you go back to episode 11 when we were talking about the U.S. Open, we, uh, we kind of alluded to an episode coming up in the future about... Uh, women in the sport of bow fishing, and this is that episode. So, like I said, absolutely super stoked for this. Can't wait for this conversation. Um, but before we get into that, I would like to introduce Mallory and Nina. How are you ladies doing tonight? Doing pretty good. I'm doing well. I'm ready for uh, the weekend so I can go bow fish some more. Right on. That's what I love to hear. That's... Uh... That's why we're all on here. You know, we love the sports. So that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll get right into it. Um, why don't, uh, you guys just go ahead and give us a little bit of background, you know, how you got into the sport of bow fishing in the first place. I live in a really small town in Georgia. I've grown up here. It's close to Milledgeville, but, um, actually my ex-boyfriend got me into bow fishing and then me and him yeah, I know. And then I just found my own way to keep doing it, and my obsession for it grew even more. So that's how I got into it. <laughs> awesome. So my daddy is an avid outdoorsman. Like he he does everything outdoors, from hunting, fishing, bow fishing, fly fishing. Like if it's outdoors, he's he's doing it. And so I was born in New Jersey, where he had done. He'd lived there most of his life, and. Until he went to the army and moved to East Tennessee when I was about eight years old, which is where I grew up. Thank God. <laughs> and uh, well, my daddy taught me everything I know about the outdoors. He had this old bow that he had set up for bow fishing, and I had never seen a bow like that before growing up. So I always questioned him about it. So he told me it was to shoot fish. I was so confused about it. Um, but finally, in 2018, I met some friends that bow fished, and I went for the very first time ever. Shot three fish. I shot more than the two boys on the boat, and I was hooked. Right on. That's that's awesome. Awesome guys. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, so so where are you guys bow fishing now? I mean, looking at kind of all the stuff you guys are doing, it seems like you guys are bow fishing all over the place now. Is that is that kind of correct there? Yeah, we kind of do. 
I was just going to say, yeah, we definitely do. Me and Nina just got back from Louisiana. When did we go last weekend? We both fished, but that's actually how me and her met each other, was bow fishing in Alabama. Oh, yeah. I had hosted an all-women's bow fishing trip, and I was supposed to have, have about eight or nine girls total, and everybody dropped out uh, last minute except for Mallory. So that's me. <laughs> my go-to. If I have a plan trip or anything, I invite her because I know she'll show up if she says she's going to go. But, I mean, I don't bow fish as much as Mallory, but I've bow fished Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, and counting. And I'm about to hit Louisiana up again this weekend bow fishing. Wow, that's uh, that's awesome. That's like the 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 bow fishing capital right right in the <laughs> southern area there that's so sweet i'm excited i really want to shoot a gator gar so bad i saw hey, one <laughs> mallory and i saw one about what was it four foot like two weekends ago yeah totally missed <laughs> like freaking out though because we've never seen one in person <laughs> yeah but it was the only one we saw so redemption this weekend yeah Definitely. Yeah. I, I, you know, being up here in Minnesota, obviously we don't, we don't have any gator gar or anything like that. So I'm pretty sure I'd miss too. I'd get, I'd get buck fever or gar fever, I guess when I, <laughs> when I saw that thing. <laughs> wow. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I actually shot a paddle fish in Kentucky a couple weeks ago and that was awesome. I've been wanting to shoot one of those for a long time too. Yeah. Gator gar my top two on my list i want to get that was my top two too <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i what i mean what is it like bow fishing for paddlefish because in minnesota it's a completely protected species you can't even snag for them so we don't even see them up here really yeah um it was awesome we actually shot them with flashlights because i don't know a lot about shooting up there that was my first time i'd ever been but they were telling me that you can't Sean, like, you can't really use the lights to shoot them. And so we were just cruising around and found a spot where we were seeing them, and he would just turn the flashlight on, and you'd see a quick little white flash, and you had, like, a couple of seconds to shoot them. So it was pretty awesome. Wow, that sounds awesome. It's kind of like big head shooting. I mean, I've never shot a big yeah. head, but it sounds the same. Yeah. It, 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 that's what no. I was told. I'm not 100% sure, but i've heard both i've heard that the paddlefish are scared of lights but then i've also heard they're not but i know the big heads are so what are you fishing for uh up there in minnesota the most well you know we've got i mean just like everywhere pretty much everywhere we've got common carp coming out of our ears up here but you know we've also got buffalo and a bunch of gar and then like random like dogfish and sheep's head and suckers and stuff like that so Mixed bag. All right. Yeah. I cannot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you what? He says big and snig. <laughs> I know. Bag and bag. Every time that's something with the EG, I laugh. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're talking about me. Yes. You're talking about my accent. <laughs> my accent. Yeah. Yeah. What? So wait, what What do I say that's weird? You said it's snig. You said snig and big, like, <laughs> bag. If you're going to go eat some bagels. <laughs> bagels. Bagels. Bag. Get the bag. Go out in the boat. Yeah. Go out in the boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm from Minnesota. 
Midwesterns, you know, that's, that's, that's how we talk. You know, I, I kind of feel like I need to just like switch over to a Southern accent. Both of you guys have a, a pretty good Southern accent and I'm up here just, Oh, the boat and the bag and that. Yeah. So, you know. Perfect. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. I bet everybody who's listening uh, to this podcast down South just thinks I'm some weirdo with a, with a Midwestern accent. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. But anyway, we'll keep it rolling. So, yes, I don't even know where we left off, honestly. What, what were we, where were we going? We were talking about the fish that we were shooting. Um, we talked about our top species of fish we wanted to shoot. And uh, honestly, my favorite fish that I've shot so far, um, I mean, I really like shooting gar because they're harder to hit. But I really like shooting catfish because it gets me excited for fried catfish. That's awesome. That's super awesome. I haven't shot cool stuff like stingrays and like Mallory has though. So Mallory, you've shot stingrays, huh? I actually shot about a 50 pound stingray a couple months ago in Florida, but that thing about drug me off the boat. I really almost went in. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) There was a lot of controversy with that one too when she posted a TikTok. Oh yeah. People came for me on that TikTok. (laughs) Oh yeah? No. Okay to shoot off. really bad. (laughs) As soon as you shoot a stingray, everybody loses their crap. Yeah, yep. that's true. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. But they did you eat it? I heard they taste good. I didn't eat it, but my friends kept it. They ate it. They said it tastes like scallops, but I didn't take a cooler with me because I don't know. I was I forgot. But yeah, sure. Well, Mallory travels like I don't know. One time she tra- What was it like ten hours, and then you drove right into work the next day on the way back. Actually, when I no, that's when I went to Tampa. And shot that stingray, and then I drove back and had to be home in time to go to church with my family for Easter and eat lunch with them. <laughs> There's a lot of things to make that happen. So yeah, exactly. Sometimes she physically cannot bring a cooler because she'll she'll drive out there, bow fish all night, and drive like five to seven hours. I swear, just to go be somewhere else. But most of the time, I do take like nine times out of ten, I take a cooler because I love the fish, especially if we're shooting sheephead. That's my favorite. Have you? I don't think I've ever eaten that. Is it super good? You've never eaten sheephead? No. It's so good. That's one of my favorite. Oh, I should try that. Dang, we got so many of them up here. I've never, but I've never tried. The only thing that we've tried up here is gar, which is really. You good. like it? Oh yeah, I I started calling them river chicken because, I mean, that's what it is. You know, even their like their meat is like the consistency of chicken. It's it's really good. I've had it once, and I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah, they're they're really good. And you know, somebody was telling me that big heads are really good too. Really? Yeah, cuz they filter feed, they don't bottom feed, so I guess they're uh-huh. super good. Yeah, I'm going to have somebody on the podcast later talking about that, but so we don't have to go too far into it. But um yeah, okay. Well, I basically just need to start I don't even bring a cooler out like on my guide trips. I we just throw them in the bucket and then bury them, but maybe I should start bringing a cooler and eating sheep's head and gar and all these. Yeah, we def- I try to keep my freezer packed with fish because we eat it all the time. That's awesome. That's super. So so how are you able to, like, I feel like you travel around. Are you just, like, a weekend warrior and, like, every weekend you're just, like, on the road going bow fishing? Or, like, how are you able to, like, go to all these awesome places and bow fish? Um, I literally am a weekend warrior, I guess you could say. <laughs> I work 
I actually work Tuesday through Saturday because I do hair and I get off around lunch. Most of the time I just take off when I get off and I go travel somewhere to shoot fish and I'm back home by Tuesday to work again. So that's wow. me too. Every, every Friday I'm traveling somewhere either to hunt, fish, bow fish, what have you. And then Monday morning or late Sunday night I'm heading back. Yep. Dang. That's uh, that's some determination. That's really cool. I re- that's really cool. Wow. I'm a little jealous, honestly. That sounds really awesome. But um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, you know, so let's uh, let's transition a little bit. So, like, you know, obviously, you know, introing this podcast, like, you guys are on here because you guys are women that are in this sport. And I think that you know, I mean, just looking around at the people that bowfish it's predominantly men and you know myself I have a daughter and this is something that I want her to grow into and like get into this sport like as much as I am because I mean clearly you guys enjoy it just as much as I do it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman like it's just an awesome sport and so that's why you guys are on here you know just maybe getting a little bit of a different perspective from from your end of things um do you guys have like some, I guess some, some positive things or maybe some benefits to being a woman in this like industry, in this sport? I think that we definitely can help bring diversity to the sport and just show other girls and women out there that they can contribute to a male dominant sport. Exactly. And, and also from a, from a social media perspective, I would say that we also get to be a voice and an advocate for other women and young girls in the outdoors and a positive figure for them to look up to because if, if they see us doing it and we can do it, they can too. And I think that that shows them that it's okay to go out there and be with the guys. I'm, I'm a huge advocate for getting kids into these kind of things, especially. Awesome. Yeah, and any anybody listening to the podcast knows that, you know, over here – you know, doing this podcast, like we're, we're a hundred percent on board with that. We just want to see as many kids, I mean, new people, any new people, but really, really specifically kids, youth getting into this sport because, you know, the people listening are probably just going to be annoyed. Cause I say this like all the time, but like the youth is the next generation of the sport, right? Like if they aren't in this, then the sport goes away. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm super glad to hear that it sounds like you guys are kind of right there in, in the same heartbeat there. That's awesome. So now what negatives or challenges have you guys experienced, you know, being women in this, in this sport? I would say one of the biggest negatives is a lot of like guys think that we don't really know what we're doing or what we're talking about sometimes. Like they try to critique us on every little thing. And I don't know. I like when people give me advice and stuff, but I guess it's just the way that some people go about it and thinking that just because we're women means that we don't know as near as much or aren't capable like they are. So we're just out here trying to show them that we are. So, yeah. And, and Mallory and I surround ourselves with some pretty good guys that don't really do that to us, oh. but there are those, those keyboard warriors that, in, that insert their doubt into your lives, of course. And also I feel that, you know, sometimes people don't take women like Mallory and myself seriously in the industry due to the way that some other women act on social media. But I also feel that it's pretty easy to separate the people that do the sport for the love of it and the people that do it for either likes or following. So 
Very true. Yeah, definitely. That's, uh, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've noticed the same thing. The, like, it sounds like you guys have like good guys in your circle that don't do this, but there are guys out there that are like talking down at women. Like they don't know what to do in the sport and stuff like that. And I mean, clearly it's just, you know, it's just not true. I mean, you guys are avid bow fishing women and I mean, you know, you guys know what you're doing, you know? And even if you don't, didn't know what you were doing, like you still just shouldn't be like talking down at people, any people, you know, that's just, it's just, yeah. So that was basically, you know, kind of what I was hoping you guys were going to say to kind of just like get rid of that, that, uh, the way that people are like talking down at other people. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's honestly, I, I really feel that the bow fishing community is pretty tight knit, but you're, you're going to have, you're going to have bad apples everywhere you go. For instance, I had posted a picture of me holding a big old common carp and somebody, I, I guess from out of the country, they fish for them, um, was telling me, don't hold it that way. Uh, you're going to hurt it. I go, I literally shot it with an arrow. So (laughs) (laughs) like they're just going to insert themselves on things that they don't know anything about. And, and with social media, and I've had to tell Mallory this a lot as she's growing her following, you can't listen to what people that don't know you say about you. I first started, I started to listen to stuff that people said and I got all defensive and upset about it, but there are so many people that are out there to watch you fail and out there to get you down. However, never let your enemies see you bleed. If if they know that it bothers you, they're going to keep on with it. So honestly, I just I either ignore them or I'll post if they have the audacity to be uh, rude to me on social media. I take a screenshot and I post it to my story for everybody to see how they are. Nina and, will put people on black. <laughs> They can't. <laughs> and then they stop. Yep, they definitely do. Awesome. That's super awesome. So to kind of just like wrap up like wh- everything that you guys just said right there in that little piece, what is maybe like a piece of advice that you could give uh, either, a, you know, an upcoming like youth or like a girl in the sport or like just women in general in the sport? Like what's something that – you know, maybe that you guys have learned along the way or something that you wish you would have known, like just maybe some advice that you guys could give. I think that the main thing is just to be open about learning as much as you can from anybody, really, because there's always something to learn. And I know Nina feels this way, too. Neither of us know everything there is to know about it. So, I mean, we definitely want to take advice and learn more and as much as we can. So I think that's the biggest thing is just being open to learn more and not other people like Nina said that don't know you and tear you down that is the biggest thing and people that have a true passion for like bow fishing or just the outdoors in general if you just ask them questions I'm sure they're going to be willing to help especially like myself or Mallory if anybody needs help with anything or comes to us on social media we'll we'll go out of our way if you're asking us legitimate questions instead of you know Fighting in our DMs and hitting on us, we'll, we'll, we'll take the time to give you an answer as to how to help you. I mean, I I personally give my all to advocating for the outdoorsman lifestyle and, and to take veterans or little kids outdoors um, because hunting, fishing, bow fishing, they're my biggest passions, and I'm doing everything I can for conservation and to introduce these hobbies to new people. I mean, 
I, I personally, with social media, I've been blessed to have so many supporters in these endeavors. And and as I've been delving into it, there, I've, I've done a lot of studies, and a lot of these things show that children involved in the great outdoors are less likely to use drugs or to get in trouble. And children who, who hunt or bow fish, they have great respect for life, and they know the consequences of you know, shooting something with a bow and arrow or, or pulling the trigger if they're hunting with a gun. Unlike the video gamer kid who has no concept of reality when it comes to firearms or or shooting a bow and arrow or their destructive power. And being outside and in nature is healthier than cooping yourself up on a couch playing video games. I think that hunters learn and develop a lot of valuable life skills. And I think that if, if people change a life and take a kid hunting, they're also going to help help protect the sports that we love to do today because I feel that more and more as the years go by, um, our passions are being attacked from people that don't understand what we do. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's something we, just to speak a little bit on the, you know, our passion being attacked here, you know, that's something that we we talk semi-frequently about on the podcast is the the anti bow fishing that's going on you know the 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 folks that are trying to shut bow fishing down you know and that's a very real thing you know i think some people don't really you know they don't really think that's going to happen and so they just are going to keep doing what they're doing but like that's a very real threat that we need to be aware of you know Mm -hmm. i i mean there's a reason why there's tournaments and everything and and why it's legal but they don't understand what an invasive species can can do to the ecosystem or how that works. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a reason that everything's in season. I, I always say. Yeah, and there's a reason. There's numbers tournaments that people can go out there and shoot as many fish as possible. Like, but the haters don't understand that. I mean, we don't just do it to do it. It no. it, it is fun as well, which is great. But like, there's a reason that that it's allowed and right. not illegal. To begin with exactly exactly yep that's exactly right yeah so then uh moving along here uh 2022 you know is in full swing we got a, a, i guess a decent amount left of the season um what uh do you guys have anything like upcoming for for the rest of the season trips plan i know you know it sounds like maybe there's some more louisiana in the future why don't you guys talk a little bit about what the rest of the season looks like for you guys I'm definitely going to be going back to Florida a couple times and then possibly um, Kentucky. And I was trying to book another trip to Maryland soon, too, but I don't know if that's going to work out. Um, Definitely a little bit in Georgia, and I would love to go back to Louisiana with Nina if she'll have me one day. (laughs) (laughs) I need to. I know. We need to do that again. We do. Um, I have Louisiana next weekend. I'm thinking about doing Kentucky as well and uh well I'm moving to New Mexico next month so I've already gotten online and saw that there's people that bow fish over there so New Mexico is going to be in the books pretty soon as well and then it's nice I want to do Texas as well no Minnesota huh the bow fishing capital of the world you guys don't (laughs) want to come up here Uh, <laughs> I've ice fished there. It gets pretty cold. It does. I've never been in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, 
It's on the list. I want to. I want to hunt and fish something in every single one of the states. So, but in in twenty twenty two, Minnesota is not in my future. Right on. <laughs> I, you know, I don't blame you. You're talking about Louisiana and Kentucky and all these cool <laughs> places. I wouldn't go to Minnesota either if I was going to those other two. So, <laughs> awesome. Well, I think to kind of, you know, wrap, start wrapping this up. Um, I haven't ever done this before. Um, but I think I'm going to start doing it cause I think it could be pretty cool. Do you guys each have like, a, a memorable, like bow fishing story that you want to tell on this podcast? Maybe it's, you know, the biggest fish or like the craziest thing that's happened to you on the water, you know, whatever. What, what do you guys got? I shot a 42-pound grass carp, and um, we were on an airboat, and my line was fixing to spool out. But we came up to the grass carp, and my friend was supposed to get my backup shot, but he missed. And the grassy turned back and went the other way, so we had to turn the boat around, and it definitely spooled out, and I caught myself on the light bar. Like, it snatched me almost off the boat. So I was holding, I was sitting on the ground at the guy driving his feet, hugging my boat, trying not to lose it. Oh, my gosh. That was My adrenaline was pumping for that because I thought I was about to get ran over by the boat. No kidding. I've had I've had some crazy shots, but you, you would have had to be there for me to tell you those stories and them to be cool. Um, Mallory and my friends accident, or almost accidentally shot about a seven to eight foot gator when she was aiming at a fish and didn't see the gator on the bottom of the Louisiana <laughs> <laughs> town. So we were all freaking out, thinking she's about to shoot a dang arrow into a gator. But I was yeah. like, no, I was not. <laughs> he was so he was so confused. Oh, and that same trip, I normally store my phone in my car hearts, but I had a GoPro snap to, or attached to my chest. And uh, I went to go shoot a fish, and I have GoPro footage of me losing my phone. Oh, out of no. my, <laughs> into about six foot of mud water Jeez. like it, it was, was mud. it was mud but like if i went and fell in i would have been engulfed with mud and stuck in there so like the thickest mud i've ever seen in my life <laughs> Gross. i also I'm turned around and shot a tiny mullet that weekend too oh yeah I did. behind me <laughs> it was a great it was an insane shot but yeah, yeah. I love shooting at tiny fish just because, A, it's fun, and B, I get so surprised when I hit them. (laughs) Well, and you think about it, you know, shooting a tiny fish is a lot more impressive than shooting a giant one because it's way harder to hit. (laughs) You're way harder. I shot that mullet and those needle fish. I shoot those all the time. Wow, that's like, dang, that's, that's, I mean, that's like a gar except way smaller. That's Wow. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I've hit a few. Cool. Well, yeah, to kind of to kind of wrap it up here, you know, um thank you guys, Mallory and Nina, thank you guys for for jumping on the podcast here and you know, just talking bow fishing and talking about, you know, what it's like to be a woman in this sport. Um I think that, you know, if we have any well, I mean, honestly, any of the listeners, like, I just think it was a, a really good conversation. And, uh, you know, I think it, it could be, uh, um, you know, inspiring for, you know, some up and coming youth and women in the sport to, to hear you guys talking about it and, um, you know, getting into it. And, um, 
you know, just kind of the, the things that you've gone through to get where you're at. Um, yeah, it just was a really, a really good conversation. So, so thank you guys so much for, for, for coming on the podcast here. Oh yeah. Thanks for having us. Appreciate you. Good luck in Minnesota. Hey, thanks. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to have a great time up here in the boat. So Mystery gets big limits. Yeah. Big. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, we'll sign off here and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thank you.